like why I like to say <laughs> why do they I like to that? say bowel movement because my grandpa always used to say that. I like to think that they call it stool because you sit down and you do it, and if it's hard enough, it could form a stool for you to sit on. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. Well, that's you ready to write down the timestamp? Are you ready to? Welcome, rockin' and rollin' to the Bright Side Podcast. Well, guys, welcome to the Bright Side Podcast. I am Stu. And I am Ben. And you're listening to the Bright Side Podcast. If you were looking for episode 7 of the Bright Side Podcast, look no more. You found it. You found it. X marks the spot, baby. I thought a explicitive was coming in there. Expletive? Expletive? Explicitive is not a word. Dude, I do that. <laughs> I add like eyes and, and random vowels into words that don't make any sense. I said the word pronounce. Uh, what did I say last night? Pronunciating. I said pronunciating. <laughs> yeah. And That's, that was dumb. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's not like explicitive. It's not like a completely made up word. Pronunciating is a made-up word. Pronunciate, though, is a word. That's true. It is. Yeah. So I feel like it's okay, not. Okay. So it's not. Tar- it's just the the, the wrong it's the suffix. Ink. Yeah. All right. Well, um, well, how you been, dude? I've been. I've been. Dude, been asking me how I've been. Yeah. What? Mind my, blown. My brain's like swelling up right now. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I've been good. Dude, this last weekend was great. Um, it was a longer weekend, so we did a lot of good work outside and everything. Um, still preparing the old garden. Yeah, the beds look awesome. Thanks, thanks. We put up some trellises, um, some arch trellises. I don't know if you saw them because it was dark. I did. No, I saw them. Um, that's, what, uh, that's what looked so awesome. Oh, thanks, thanks. Yeah, uh, yeah it was funny. We were <laughs> – so I got like um, five-foot T-posts. And I don't have a post hole driver. I just have like a four pound hammer. Yeah. So we got the baby down. And it was like late this night that we were putting them in. And uh, we were like, well, we better put the cattle panels in the backyard. We don't want anybody to like come by and steal them. Which right. would be a weird thing to steal because, again, it's one of those things that like in order to take it and do something with it, it's going to require work. Yeah. You got to put in a lot of work. Yeah. And you can't, no one's just going to buy this cattle panel, you know? They're like 27 bucks. So are they going to steal it and try to sell it for 10 or something? Uh, And uh, so, yeah, we were going to like take, they're like 16 foot long too. So they're kind of cumbersome to move. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, well, yeah, we can just move in the backyard. Morgan's like, do you just want to like, what if we put them up tonight? And I was like, yeah, let's, we can do that. And it was like, I want to say it was like 11 o'clock. Like it was late. It was pretty late. And so I was, I, I'm out there at 11 o'clock, just hammering away, literally, on these uh, T-posts. So I'm sure my neighbors really appreciated that. Yeah, they probably love you. To to f- fix the cattle panels, too. But anyways, that was fun. Um, yeah, it was just good. Spring's right around the corner, so uh, getting ready for it. Feels good. Feels good. What I about thought, you guys? How have you been? Yeah, dude, we've been great. Yeah. Um, Allie's doing good. Could Baby's go into, almost here. Could go into labor like really any day, and it would be yeah. okay. Yeah, she could be in labor right now, and she you're could. not there. I could be missing it. <laughs> She'd probably text me. Yeah, but maybe not. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I um, no it. It would be ideal if it was like three more weeks. I really want him to come early, of course. Um. Just you just got to get those that that extra paycheck in. I understand. Yeah, I got to get that. Uh, I got to get the nursery ready. Get that dough. I've you got to get a crib still. I got to get a crib. I got to get a car seat. You got to pick a room out for the nursery. I, <laughs> <laughs> no, I just um, don't want them too early, you know. Except for just selfishly. But it's been a great week. I'm trying to think of put together a coffee table out of cherry. Uh, that cherry wood, that cherry hardwood. So, I've just got to hand plane the top now to get it nice and flat. Post do you glue up. Have a hand planer. I do. Is it um, is it like an old, like an antique one? I wish. No, it's a it's it's like a cheapo cobalt. Okay, like yeah. thirty dollar mm-hmm. bench plane right now. Yeah, I do want to get you know and restore like mm-hmm. an old Stanley planer yeah. or something. 
but I just haven't done it yet. Dan, did Dan show you his? No. He's got three of them. What? He's got, I think it has two Stanleys, and I can't remember the other one, but they are sweet. What the heck? Like, he was like, yeah, check this out. And he's, he's like, show me his workbench that he made and everything. Yeah. And yeah, it, those things like have some heft too. Yeah, they're, dude, they're heavy. He was like, hold this. <laughs> and I was like, And you're like, I can't. Yeah. Dan, help. <laughs> well, we got Tom Doughton too, so it would be, uh, I could get Tom to kind of restore. Wait, does Tom? Oh, he, no. He does planing irons. Oh, does he really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And chisels. Which is great for me because I don't really want to take the time to. Do you know what you should do? Because I've thought about doing this as well. Like going to uh, estate sales for tools. Mm-hmm. A lot of those old ladies just like give that stuff away basically. Yeah, they also have some pretty legit stuff too. Yeah. That's a good idea. Hand tools are so cool. Like, hand tools are amazing. For woodworking. Plane, plane, hand planers are insane. I feel cool. like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Even if you're a guy, if you're a guy. All right, and you you're not into woodworking. You have no idea what you're doing when it comes to woodworking, especially I'm talking like furniture making, like a fine piece. Yeah, like woodworking. Yeah, not building, not just like throwing together something that you need to, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, you ought to own an antique pl- planer, and here's why: because it's the biggest stress reliever in your life to when watch you take thing that thing glide thing, through. Oh my gosh, dude! It's so. And it's just, the sound? Mm-hmm. Nothing else. Just... Oh. Mm. But, oh, my gosh. Mm. It'll make you... It's like drinking whiskey. Exactly. That's it's what like it, It's like a fine glass of scotch or a fine cigar. Yeah, it's like whiskey for it's your ears. the same experience. Unbelievably great. Yeah. Um. So, anyway, that's been fun. And I'm working on the... I, just, I have to finish up some of the joinery for the legs. But... Uh, most of the hard stuff is done. Cause <laughs> no I had pun to, intended. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, so I got this this cherry. and You got the cherry wood, not got, just a cherry. Yeah, I didn't yeah, get okay. a cherry. I got you. Fruit, the wood. I'm following now. That and makes a lot more sense. I had to process it down mm-hmm. more. So it was... So you um, pureed it. Do what? You pureed yeah, it, in other words. made a smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> What is that woodworking terms? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, it, so it came. It came. Camed. <laughs> so stupid. You're good with I'm the. I'm so the freaking subjects. tired. Bump this. <laughs> so it it arrived at my house. <laughs> Here you go. And it was supposed to be surfaced on two sides, so two flat faces. First of all. Uh-oh. One of them just wasn't. Like, it had been surfaced, but there must have been some sort of, like, I don't know. Glitch in the Matrix? Yeah, because there was one perfect square, like, two-inch square that was rough. And it was in the middle of the face. I was oh, like, how okay. does that Like, how does that even happen? Weird. Like, it, it was almost like there was a piece of de- debris that caught yeah. the blade or something. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, it wasn't a big deal. The problem was I they they were so long mm-hmm. and I chose to start milling them down um before I cut them to length. Mm-hmm. And I should not have done that because one of them was a little bit bowed, mm-hmm. which wasn't too big of a deal mm-hmm. until I like I pro- it was so it was such it was so little of mm-hmm. a bow that I probably could have just ran it through the planer mm-hmm. and just dealt with dealt with it later Mm -hmm. but i wanted to try and get it perfectly flat when it was that length so i made this huge jig out of plywood to put it on a flat surface and then just shim it Mm -hmm. so that it wouldn't be pressed Mm -hmm. down and that was that was a problem because the piece was too big and so it went through (laughs) it went through the planer and at some point the middle part that was the that was the high part caught the roller and it just slid off of the jig even though it was like glued down yeah it w- you know yeah i did all that i could that messed it up so i ditched the jig but by that point the damage was done mm-hmm. so i ended up getting one side of the board was like an inch and a quarter mm-hmm. the other side was an inch <laughs> <laughs> and i was like great this yeah. is great yeah now i did have a flat 
face. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I don't know how. <laughs> but it was flat. Anyway, so that just meant that the t- the top of the table is much thinner than I was hoping it would be. Gotcha. Okay. But it's still, you know, it's a good three quarter. So you inch went ahead. So it's good. okay. Yeah. So you went ahead and took the rest off from the other. Yeah, which yeah, means yeah. I had to take. I cut them <clears> to length and then took the rest off. Right. But it just meant that it, like, I spent five hours. Spent way Saturday more time. Milling. Just yeah. And it was so annoying. Yeah. Anyway, so that was. But it's been awesome. I've been having a lot of fun. So you're gonna. You said you're gonna oil that thing, right? Yeah, I think I'm gonna do an oil finish. Mm-hmm. I thought about doing a water-based poly. Yeah. And spraying it. Mm-hmm. But since it's a coffee table, it's not gonna get quite as much action as like mm-hmm. a dining table. Mm-hmm. So you know, as long as people use coasters, it'd be fine. Yeah, I tell you what, we um, this is not near the level of what you did. Morgan um, restored. Or refinished a, a coffee table. Yeah, and uh, it was like it was like this color, like a dark color. Yeah, kind of a gross, like old color. Like this, it was darker than this. Um, yeah, and she got it all sanded down and everything. And um, I don't know what, like we we put some kind of stain on there. I think it was Ipswich or something. Mm. Oh yeah, um, just a real light. And then yeah, she finished it with a water based poly. Put like three coats on it or something, mm-hmm. and that turned out slick it does it looks good and it is durable like it's really finishes i'd never i never i don't know i'd never mess with water-based poly before, dude water-based but. is definitely if you like i'm i wouldn't use any other poly like an oil or uh, i don't think the water doesn't like stain over time no it doesn't yellow right dude the water-based is the way to go for yeah. sure and they have it in spray cans right so so the problem with like the can mm-hmm. of water-based poly mm-hmm. is that you have to do you have to be so careful when you do those coats right. because you don't want clumping yep. and it can tend to look a little bit too glossy sometimes mm-hmm. if you do it wrong. Mm-hmm. The The great thing about the spray bottle is you just do a light coat, mm-hmm. wait five minutes, right. do another one, wait five minutes, a quick sand, and then you do one more coat and it's done. So when you're spraying, when you choose the aerosol mm-hmm. route, do you have to like sand a little bit each time in between each no, application no. so you, you okay. only do so you you do either three or four coats uh-huh. and you only have to do a really light sanding yeah before the last one okay and then you, you know you wipe it off or yeah. blow it off or whatever yeah. and then do the last one and then you just um <clears throat> like what most people will do is for this like for this table you spray this top piece flip it over spray the bottom one mm-hmm. usually by then you're ready to do the next coat on top yeah and you just go back and forth yeah and then it's done and i mean you can do it all mm-hmm. in under 30 minutes it's amazing it's crazy yeah <laughs> i will say there's something in, like for the like the the roll-on or the painting on whatever you want to call it application mm-hmm. of poly it's there's something i don't know that there's anything more satisfying when you get the last coat on oh, because yeah. between each between each application you're sanding a little bit yeah. roughing it up and then you're going again sanding going again and then once it's finally done mm, mm. if you did it's it so right satisfying. yeah 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 it's either great or it's super right. annoying so your table dude that's cool are you um did you find like a buyer for it Have you no not yet it? i'm i'm just uh making it and I'm going to list it on pretty much everything. Yeah. Like KSL, Facebook. I'll put it in the churches, you know, see if anyone wants right. it. And then I'll also put it on Etsy. The Handcrafted table, $2,000. Yeah, exactly. It, it's going to be like, you know, $700 or right. something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just because the wood itself was 275 Yeah. But anyway, but the wood that they're getting, uh, are they are they probably only getting like one seventy five worth of wood since you had the mill? Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. <laughs> like source subject, they're missing out on <laughs> on a good chunk of it. Yeah, maybe I'll lower the price to like six hundred or something because of that. Because it's dude, it's gonna be that's really exciting. That's super cool. Yeah, I'm really yeah. stoked. I'm I'm excited to, and then I'm I'm registering the LLC. Well, I'm starting the process this mm-hmm. week. Okay. So yeah. I'm gonna yeah. pay I'm just gonna pay for a service to do it. It's like forty bucks. Yeah, plus, it's really not much. Plus the at state all. fee in Utah, thankfully. I'm like, Dude, I'll just I'll yeah. just pay for someone to do that. I don't really care. Anyway. It's Dude, been a that's great super week. Super exciting. Yeah. 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 Thanks. Yeah. I'm stoked. Yeah. 
Ought we to talk about Ought some... Ought we to get into the... News? 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 Dead news? So you have the ridiculous news this week. I do. I just kissed the mic. You're welcome. You're welcome, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, I have the ridiculous news. Now, I had one story that I was like, wow, this is so good. Mm-hmm. And then on the way over here, I found another one. And I just have to do this one instead. Okay. It's from, of course, not the B. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure mm-hmm. you can guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it says, the headline just says, remember that thing about kids in cages? Mm. It has a statistic here. Joe Biden is detaining 18,000 minors. Trump's peak number was 2,600. <laughs> <laughs> Let's let that sink in. Uh. And then there's a great... Uh, the thumbnail is AOC earning a freaking Oscar by standing in front of the cages crying. You right, know, right. Fake tears and all that. Fake cages, too. Freaking. It was a parking lot. Yeah, the yeah the epitome of virtue yeah. signaling, that girl. Um, Okay, and now I have a point that I want to make with all this, but let me just go through the article first, and we can enjoy it, mm-hmm. and then I'll make the point later. Joe Biden is detaining seven times as many minors as President Trump did at his peak, and neither the media nor AOC seem to care. Now, there's a difference in wording that I want to go over. Here's what the Washington Post had to say about Trump. Held in grim, steel and concrete cells built for adults, these young people are spending an average of 107 hours awaiting transfer to an HHS-run shelter. Well over the 72-hour legal limit. They've got, all right, they got a point. Okay, yeah, they got a point. Yeah. Uh, the largest number of unaccompanied minors held this way during the Trump administration was about 2,600 in June of 2019. This is still Washington Post. According to congressional testimony and two former Customs and Border Protection officials who were involved in handling that crisis. Okay, so they say their piece. Um, they call it grim steel and concrete cells built for adults i don't necessarily disagree but here's what abc reported on last week for joe biden as of a tuesday report there are 17,641 unaccompanied migrant minors in government care 5,606 children are in cbp custody and 12,035 in the care of the department of human and health services the article then points out Notice how, with Trump, the children were held in concrete cells built for adults that were grim, while with Biden, they are just in government care, waiting to be put into more government care. (laughs) The number of um, uh, immigrant children has risen 50% in just three weeks. So what about three weeks from now, you know? And it just makes the point, and this is kind of where I'm going at with this, I know math is racist, but even 2 plus 2 equals 5 can't make this crisis go away. The point is, that just doesn't matter to them. It doesn't matter that Joe Biden is holding, like, eight times as many kids uh, in these cages that Mm -hmm. are, like, if you've seen the pictures, they're the the exact same thing. Yeah. it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that he has more. It doesn't matter that that math doesn't check out. It doesn't matter that they blasted Trump for it and they're at least reporting on it with Biden, but there's no negative spin at right. all. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter because it's Joe Biden. So he's the white savior, you know? He can do whatever he wants. He's the white knight of the Democratic Party. Right. And it, 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 there could be 50,000 kids. Mm-hmm doesn't matter because it's joe biden it's the democratic party yeah they have a reason for it and it's better than anything that trump did right and in fact they could say like oh look how much better america is there's more kids wanting to come in (laughs) i guarantee you like we'll hear about that at some point yeah i just want to point out and it's it's pretty simple this week that we're living in a post-truth post-education era yeah where it really does not matter the truth. Mm -hmm. So Christians, good Christians, are very good at sitting down and laying out the facts, adhering to 
God-given reason, which God did give, and uh, being completely unable unable to sway someone's opinion on something. Mm-hmm. And it's because people today have grown up in a world where all that matters is emotional appeal. And, and people are naive. So they'll believe any spin that the Washington Post puts on something. Like, I didn't vote for Trump in 2016. And I was really opposed to voting for him in 2020, 2019? 2020, yeah. <laughs> um, up until a couple months before the election. Mm-hmm. Because I started doing my own research mm-hmm. instead of listening to what the mass media was saying. Right. And I was like, is Trump even a great guy? Right. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But is he pretty dang good for America? Actually, he's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I would change a lot. Mm-hmm. But uh, his policies were actually, for the most part, pretty cool. Right. But none of that matters. Yeah. None of that matters. Yeah. You could you could show the furthest left lean or even like a slightly left person. Yeah. But if they listen to Vox News or Vice yep. or Washington Post or NBC or CNN, mm-hmm. it does not matter mm-hmm. what truth you show them. Mm-hmm. Um, all that to say, we should not capitulate on that truth. Right. Because if we do, then they've won. Mm-hmm. So we should fight to the last breath and proclaim truth because at this point it's it's um good evangelical christians Mm -hmm. who are bible believing Mm -hmm. and faithful to the end we are the ones we are the last ones that are that are actually making sure reason doesn't just completely leave our culture Yeah. yeah um it's absolutely absurd so that's um yeah that's that's some good stuff i um I don't know if you saw um, the documentary "Free the Free Speech Apocalypse." It just got put the, on Canon Press. Um, the uh, tolerance buzzsaw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it was. I saw a, the trailer. Yeah, so it was about when Doug went to India, Indiana University in Bloomington, Indiana. Did sexual by design? Yep, sexual by design. Yeah. Gave the lecture and had a Q and A afterwards. Great lecture. I watched the lecture. I watched the Q and A afterwards, and then. Uh, I watched this documentary the other day, and Doug had, of course, some really insightful things to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of which, which just made me laugh, like it was so off the cuff. But I, I was saying this to Morgan the other day. Like, you notice when somebody says something so quick and off the cuff, it either means a they didn't give any thought to it, and they're just like saying the first thing that comes to mind, <laughs> yeah. or they've given so much thought to it, and they've they've really formulated this thing that they're about to tell you. Yeah. Right, and that's how they're so easily armed. It's kind of like a cowboy with a six shooter being able to pull it out and yeah. shoot somebody right in the head from his hip, right? Right, because um, he's really good with it. Yeah. So, uh, Doug, this is just an aside. Somebody asked him to define racism, and he said, "Racism is, um, or you're, uh, you know, you would be a racist. Basically, you're a racist if uh, you're anybody's a racist who's winning an argument with a liberal." <laughs> <laughs> and that's true for it's today. True. For today, yeah, it is. Um, yeah, that was pretty good. But no, he was saying also um, not just in the sexual by design and talking about the LGBTQ you know movement that we're seeing going on in our culture. But he's talking about what you're talking about as far as it relates to truth and reason, because you don't have to be a Christian. You could be an agnostic. You could mm-hmm. be a self proclaimed atheist to know truth to an extent right sure to be able to see objective things in the world um (laughs) and he was he also said you know their their goal isn't to be heard their goal isn't to to gain these rights or to be able to live out these freedoms that the same way that that uh, heterosexual people do um same with the people of color thing right the whole minority Mm -hmm. deal their goal isn't to to just be heard and have the same rights. Their goal is to get your acceptance. Yeah, exactly. And if you don't exactly if right. you don't accept it, well that's fine. We just need to put you in an education camp right. or an education training to retrain your brain because you're stupid. Yeah, but it's it, it's not your fault necessarily. Maybe you were raised in a racist home. Exactly. Maybe you were raised in a homophobic home. Um it it, it turns father against son 
you know, it turns daughter against mother, what they're trying to do. Yeah, but here's the thing. I'll take it even a step further. If this is why as parents, if you if you have children, you have to be you have to be on the ball, man. Yeah. You can't let this stuff go by. If yeah. you're letting your kids go to public school, okay, fine. You've got to be prepared to untrain them for some things that they're learning at school. Yeah. You just do. Because if they get to a point, if your kid is if you're a Christian, if you're if you're a dad, a Christian dad, and your kid gets to a point, they're they're going to public school, right? They graduate school, or maybe they're close to graduation. They get to a point where they're expressing liberal views, like I'm talking big time, mm-hmm. far left, unchristian, left unbiblical views. <laughs> yeah, some dangerous stuff. You're getting into some dangerous territory. Very. Guess what, Dad? That's your problem. That's yeah. it's, it's very much your you. fault. So, <laughs> yeah, you've gotta you've gotta watch your flock man it's yeah. not it's not going to get any easier we've already no. we're already seen that um and that comes down to the media that your family consumes that comes down to like you know i'm probably not going to let my kids have a social media presence for pff, until they're 18 at this point dude social media is a, is a very dangerous place i mean indy wilson does that with his kids yeah um, morgan was telling me about that the other day and we had a pretty good talk about it but yeah, I mean, it's just trash. It's trash, basically. It really is. You have to be, if you're on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook right now and you're a Christian, you have to be really solid. And if you're not really solid, you should delete that account right. until you get solid. Right. Because you are only going to be catechized. Like, if you're not catechized to, to the bottom by scripture, then social media is going to catechize you. And if you think that their algorithm th- their algorithm is not filtering what they want you to see, <laughs> then you're one of the most naive people. I've yeah, it's met. it's one of those. It's literally in their job description. Well, that's what is that called? <laughs> like, it's not a a weather but which situation. Yeah, right. If you're yeah. not catechized, biblically grounded, you'll be catechized by the world. Exactly. So, yeah, the truth doesn't matter. It it really doesn't. <laughs> it, it, it should, and it does matter to us. Here's honestly. what does matter: truth. Your truth matters. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know your reality the your fabricated reality it matters yeah as long as you're not a, a white uh heterosexual right. cisgender ma- male or then female your truth doesn't matter then your truth doesn't matter but the the glorious truth remains and they can fight tooth and nail but they will never ever be able to top the truth that christ is reigning and that he is putting his enemies under his feet and um and we get to rest in that. You know, we, we're going to lose a, a bunch. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't really matter because Christ has already won. Mm-hmm. So who cares if I, you know, like my life being marked by losing arguments with people or not being my, my witness to someone not being as effective as I want it to be. That really doesn't matter. Yeah. Because God's in control. Yeah. But he's commanded us to do those things. Right. One of my, dude, one, something that I've been so grateful for lately has been... When I am reading scripture and there's this command and it's like, crap, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Mm-hmm. I used to be, well, why should I even do that? Like, why is that the command? Why, 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 why? Like, I want to know why, God. Yeah. That's such a stupid thing. Like, and that's such an arrogant thing for a Christian to do, I, <laughs> I think. And so I've been really grateful now that by God's grace, the response is, I need to do that because God said so. Right. Allie was asking me because, you know, we're Calvinists Mm -hmm. and Allie was like, someone asked me, why should we even preach the gospel if the elect will be saved? Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of, that there's always, which is such a straw man. Right. Um, But it's also easily answered. The answer is because God said so. Right. Jesus gave us the great commission and we're, we're supposed to obey it. Yep. And as Christians, where, where do we get our sense of ultimate truth and ultimate reality? has to be from scripture so yeah so if you were to question somebody tells you the sky is blue and you're not colorblind and you can clearly see that the sky is blue do you need to know yeah do you need to know the the chemistry yeah (laughs) or do you need to question whether or not it's really blue well why is it blue if you can't prove to me why it's blue i don't think it it could be red for all i know when the sun sets it's red yeah what are you spinning your wheels on what are you toiling on like it's blue because it's blue the word says (laughs) what it says because god said it yeah the, the metaphysic 
is the metaphysic because God made it that way. Um, dude, something that uh, Doug Wilson has said this, a bunch of other people, I think James White is where I heard it first, but it's so true. And it goes back to that documentary mm-hmm. and that whole Q&A after mm-hmm. the sexual by design. Yeah. And what you were saying was they need you to accept it. Right. The we're not getting, just accept it, but embrace it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Embrace yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Celebrate it. Right. We're getting propagandized these days, where the the catechism isn't just catechism; it's propaganda catechism. Mm-hmm. And the point of propaganda isn't to actually convince you mm-hmm. of something, because it's so ridiculous. Yep. Like anyone with half a brain can read what most of Huffington Post and the left is putting out these days. Even a lot of the right, right the stuff they're putting out these days and be like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Yep. The, but enough people believe in it now because propaganda works. Mm -hmm. And the point of it is to humiliate you. Yeah. And that humiliation is way more effective than Mm -hmm. truth. Mm -hmm. Um, unfortunately. And so if you're adequately scared to disagree with something because you know that you'll be humiliated for it, that's when you'll start adhering to it. Yeah. So the the trannies and gay people who are screaming at us to embrace them and love them as if we're not already by mm-hmm. telling them the truth, mm-hmm. um, that's because they know that the most effective way to preach a false gospel is to base it on humiliation. Yeah. And that is not the way of the Christian. So we cannot respond the same way right we respond by saying i'll take that humiliation all day yeah i'll i'll stand up against the mob of ten thousand mm-hmm. all day telling me two plus two equals five and i'll say no actually you're wrong mm-hmm. and if you want to humiliate me if you want to kill me whatever I, I really don't care um the truth is you're wrong <laughs> and, and when someone's willing to do that and be canceled or right you know who who knows how far it'll yep. go yep um then they've won Right. And, you know, God is in the business of winning by losing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we should get back to that mindset. At the same time, we should seek to win in measurable ways. We should seek to disciple cities and create Christian cities and states and all that stuff. But we need to recognize that it's probably going to look like losing for a little bit. Definitely. um, Before it actually looks like winning. Yep. Yep. Anyway. You know, something else that Doug said, um, Doug, Doug Wilson, great quote. I'm sure you've seen this floating around recently, that culture is built by men who have families to feed. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> by men. And I think there's some real emphasis there on men, yeah. right? Um, and even the definition, what is men, what does being a man mean, right, yeah. biblically? Um, but no, as you were talking about that the propaganda, just – I don't know why I got this image in my head of kind of the typical stereotypical 1950s, you know, white American family with the mm-hmm. uh, wives in the kitchen cooking happy. And, you know, dad comes home with a newspaper or beer on the table or whatever. Yeah. Kids are doing their own thing. Um, and she's like making her husband a sandwich with this store-bought like pre-sliced bread. Yeah. And I'm not knocking like, store-bought pre-sliced bread whatever it has Um, its place (laughs) but the idea even that that is ideal as opposed to like a fresh loaf of bread that your wife made yeah is trash that's still that's straight up propaganda like look at the ads right yeah like if you can picture like the 1950s wife in her apron and her like her dress or skirt whatever and she's like smiling the whole time you know with this like bread like this makes my it's just like what I'm what gonna, is that i'm gonna i'm gonna make a leap here just on the subject of that whole era yeah and how feminism really started to come out strong from that i think it's because they realized that they were being humiliated like they were being propagandized uh what i mean is have you seen wandavision uh, I've seen trailers for. All it. right, I haven't. I haven't really seen it either. I watched one episode, but it's like based in that setting. Yeah, the yeah. first part is, yeah. and her. Oh, the whole movie's not. No, no, no. Okay, okay. first of all, it's a TV show. Oh, not <laughs> not a movie. <laughs> Here I am. The uh... really connected with pop culture, <laughs> but um, she's in that era or whatever, right? Where it's the stereotypical, yeah, 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 yeah. passive husband. Yep. 
exhausted wife, right. all that stuff. Yep. And her motivation to get to be more like that, yeah. I don't I don't know if she actually does or whatever, but it's embarrassment. Right. And I think that one of the reasons we've come to this place mm-hmm. is because we did it too. Well, supposed, you know, Christians did it too. Yeah. Where they had a really bad idea of actually what the home looks like. Mm-hmm. And women got wise to it mm-hmm. and said, well, this isn't right. Mm-hmm. And they aren't wrong for thinking that. Mm-hmm. Now, the response they <laughs> chose to mm-hmm. pursue is definitely wrong. But, yeah, I, I think, um, you know, we've got to make our own room. We've got we to gotta clean up our own bedrooms. Make your bed, as yeah, old make, Jordan make Peterson bed. would say. Make your bed. Um. Yeah, that was some good stuff. Yeah, dude. Do we have some fun stuff? We have some, some uh, great or like something crazy. Some good news. Yeah, I've got the good news. Um. <clears throat> so this comes from the good folks over at GoodNewsNetwork.org. Hey. Uh, which is pretty subjective. Anyways, <laughs> the, sure. the headline reads: Boy hero saves sister from choking after watching John Cena, who congratulated him with a video. What? Yeah. This has all the elements of, of a, a great good story. S- story. I'm just going to read uh, a little bit here from the article because it, I, I don't know. Like, this is what this is what you need, you know. <laughs> uh, in moments of peril, superheroes don't hesitate. They leap into action. And so it seems. And so it seems do little boys if their baby sister's life depends on it. When eight-year-old Jackson Dempsey realized his 20-month-old sister, Layla, was choking on a chicken nugget, he didn't panic. Instead, he calmly directed his dad to pull over the car they were driving in and proceeded to dislodge the obstruction from Layla's airway. Wait, he told his dad what to do? Yeah. That's, this kid is insanely cool. And what is, he's eight years old. Eight-year-old, he's like, all right, Dad. You're going to pull over right here? Dad, hey, I just need you to do me a favor. I need you to get me some hot towels and some ice chips. I need you to be calm. <laughs> I need you to pull over the car whenever it's safe. I need you to call 911 <laughs> when you get a chance. Uh, Jackson said he'd learned the life-saving technique from watching WWE superstar John Cena perform the maneuver on an episode of the Nickelodeon show The Substitutes. What the heck? Jackson's father, Matt, has nothing but gratitude for his son who whose quick thinking saved off a potential tragedy. Staved off a potential tragedy. Um, this is a quote from the dad. I couldn't hear her because she was choking. She wasn't coughing. She wasn't panicking. She just had no air going through. She wasn't breathing. Thank God Jackson was there because without him, I don't know if Layla would be here. Dang. That's insane. Yeah. Dude, good on the dad for... Uh listening to his kid when when he's like hey you 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 should pull over yeah cuz he couldn't hear you know? right yeah yeah good on him for being like okay what a level-headed kid i know like <laughs> ice in his I veins hope, dude <laughs> i hope my kids that way <laughs> i'm going to train my kid from day 1 to know how to save someone if they're choking it's insane and i'm going to show him pictures of john cena so that uh, John Cena, because the real the real kicker in the story da, da, is John Cena. Da, da, da. Yeah, so John Cena caught wind of the story, and I guess he sent him a video. <clears throat> this is what he said: "I heard a story about you, and it really touched my heart. A story that in time of crisis you were brave enough to take action. Usually, when bad things happen, one of the toughest things for all of us to do is to take action. You jumped in, helped out the best you could." By doing so, you saved your sister's life. I really want to say thank you for being you, Jackson. Thank you for being an inspiration. Thank you from us all. In true John Cena fashion. Um, yeah, oh. so there's the good news. His sister was choking on a chicken nugget. Uh, his 20-month-old sister and 8-year-old Jackson dislodged it from her throat successfully after apparently seeing the move done by John Cena on some Nickelodeon show called The Substitutes. Well, as usual, the real hero here is John Cena. Uh, and you know what? Not been on the substitutes. I can't see him. <laughs> How did this kid see John Cena do that? <laughs> Does he have special powers? <laughs> did he get? Did he get John Cena mixed up with somebody else? I wish that John Cena had sent him a video and just said, "How did you see me?" Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Hang up. No. Um. All right. First of all, that kid has one of the coolest names, Jack Dempsey. Jack Dempsey. That's a great name. It was with an X too, Jackson. 
Oh, which I'm kind of uh, like, that's, actually, eh. that's kind of dumb. Yeah. All right, I take it back. Dempsey is a cool last name though, because it's like Patrick Dempsey. Patrick Dempsey. That's Mr. Dreamy. Mm. Mick Dreamy. Uh, is it Mick Dreamy? It's not Mr. Dreamy. My bad. There it's was Mick, Mick Dreamy. Dreamy, and who was the other one? Mick Steamy. Mick Steamy. I don't know who that is. The fact that I have that I am a man uh, probably no longer matters. I think my man card. Well, got we're married. We're that. married. <laughs> yeah, that's not why I know that though. Oh well, my sister. Actually, that's not why I knew that either. Watched it, and my mom watched it. Like, oh my gosh! One of my time. high school teachers watched it. That's how I knew because we watched a movie about the prophet Jeremiah, and Patrick Dempsey played Jeremiah. Oh, okay. And she was like, "Oh, McDreamy." Except she said it with a thick Southern accent. But, Kelly Bure- Shout out to Kelly Burrell. You were a great teacher. You know what? Patrick Dempsey, he is a good looking dude. He is pretty good looking. I think, I mean, I think the looks are all in the hair. Well, th- yeah. That's like, come the, on. Nah, you I wish mean, you had his hair. Here's the thing. Everybody thinks that, but it's it's complemented well by the eyes. Well, yeah, obviously. But like, like it, it, dude, it always starts here. But if he, he could have different eyes too. And yeah, his maybe. hair is, would just be dope. But... The eyes are such a nice supplement. Yeah. That it's like, oh, wow, that all They're works. steely. It's like, oh, that guy's got cool hair. And then he turns around. And you're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Well, you're looking at the back of his head and you're like, there's an average gentleman. He turns around and you're like, wait a second. Yeah. What is what is happening to me? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. That well, kid's going to grow up and be a friggin' lady killer, man. He's going to be F5 and everybody. That's Brock Lesnar. He's going to be... <laughs> That's what is John Cena's John move? John Cena's is the the attitude adjustment. The attitude adjustment, which used to be called uh, the FU. The FU, that's right. And the five knuckle shuffle, I believe, used to be called the STFU. Dude, the five knuckle shuffle is, is basically so cool. The rock, uh, the people's elbow. Yeah, from the rock. Yeah, but he goes like this, right? And then he like brushes yeah. his <laughs> arm off or whatever. Yeah, the people's elbow is. Um, always been my favorite name for a special move the people's yeah because he just is like i'm your guy this is the people's elbow <laughs> i love the confidence there the people's eyebrow the people's the people's elbow <laughs> all right uh hey so um we should probably take a quick let's take a quick break ow i broke my arm let's uh let's go break Weak old chowder, the pagan world is feeding you and your family. Do you want to train your kids to submit in every facet of life to the Lordship of Christ? Do you want your kids to be equipped with the mind and fighting spirit needed to set sail for Eden and make disciples of all the nations on the way? Then you need classic Christian education. Here in Ogden, Utah, foot soldiers of the kingdom are being educated to be boys and girls, future men and women, who are intelligent and wise ready to love God with all their minds for all their days at St. Brendan's Classical Christian Academy, offering kindergarten through 12th grade levels of education to servants of Christ in the new Christendom. Check out St. Brendan's Classical Christian Academy and start training your kids in obedience to God. Ahoy and chop chop. Need to get back into I've it. Been living on, I got... All right, welcome back. <laughs> Did you forget the rest of? What no, you were I wanted to put some new lyrics to it, but I couldn't think of anything. Uh, of course. Well, Classic. hey. So this is now the segment where we talk about what gave us a little bit of joy, a little bit of g- g- get up in our lives. Yeah. So Ben, pal, buddy, dude, what brought you some joy this week? What made you wake up and smell the sweet roses of life? Mm. What made you go? Oh. Or like when you take a sip of water and it's just it hits so good at and like you go, three a.m. Ah. I can dig it. What gave you that experience that uh, none other could? What what made your your armpitties <laughs> smell good, but also sweat a little? <laughs> <laughs> what stimulated? What gave you the stimmies? What gave me goosebumps? What gave me stimmies? Uh, easy, dude. Bacon grease. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. B -b -b bacon grease. You want to talk about one of the most, uh, wow, I just totally blanked on the word. What does it mean when 
<laughs> something can be used in a lot of different contexts. Multiple? No, 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 no. Like uh, versatile. Okay. One of the most versatile things on planet Earth is our good friend bacon grease. I use it to style my hair. Do you for real? No. All right. That's why I smell like bacon all the time. Well, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. What is the weirdest thing you've ever used bacon grease for? Uh, I don't have any weird uses. All right, dude, you've got to step it up. I use it as a pasta sauce. So suck it. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing. Bacon grease, first of all, comes from the fat of the bacon, which is awesome because you're eating fat, and fat is so, like, well-spoken of in Scripture. Uh, So you're eating fat. I do uh, cook four pieces of bacon. When they're slightly pre-crisp, I take them out of the pan, chop them up, put the onions in the pan with the bacon grease. Now, there's a lot of bacon grease in there, Mm -hmm. four pieces of bacon, Mm -hmm. and it's like high-fat bacon. Right. All right? The pasta's cooking. Then, when the bacon is chopped and the onions are starting to get nice and cooked, throw the bacon back in there with about five or four minutes left on the pasta. Get everything nice and crisp. Add in some olive oil. Turn the heat off. Drain the pasta. Put the pasta in the pan. Toss with some cheese. Dude, you have in your pan one of the best pasta dishes of all time. And all it is is bacon grease with a little bit of olive oil, I grant you. But that's all just so that there's enough sauce. Really, you're spreading around the love of the bacon grease. Getting it all in all the nooks and crannies of the pasta. Bacon grease also has other uses. Um, Wait, so you're saying you never like make any red, red, based red pasta, sauce? red salsa, uh, R- no, red salsa, red sauce? <laughs> <laughs> because uh, I'm not <clears throat> Italian. That would be cultural appropriation, Stuart, and I'm oh, not my. about that life. I should I should apologize for that. No, Ali does. Ali will do that. She'll make red sauce. So you just have like straight up whitish yellow noodles with some bacon grease on them. Basically. Yes. And it is astoundingly I'm good. I'm sure it's really good, but I just can't. Like, what are you eating? Like, what's... what's? Well, there's there's bacon in it also, and onion, and cheese. The flavor profile is... No, I'm sure it's out of this world. Heavenly. But what is the... Like, did you just come up with this, or is this a... Yeah, let me tell you what happened. Um, I was house-sitting... When Allie and I were fiancé, her and her parents went to Mexico. I think that you can use the word that way. Okay. I've I don't know. U- I've heard it used that way I've before. I've never heard it used that way before. You know, everyone knows what I mean. They went to Mexico. You were engaged. <laughs> that's what That's what I should have said. They when went we to Mexico, were fiancé. I was, I was house-sitting for them, <laughs> and I Googled easy pasta dinners because they didn't have that much in their and fridge. came up with all hamburger helper. And <laughs> Yeah, literally the first one was bacon, onion, cheese. Really? Yeah. And I tried it, and I was like, you know what this needs? More bacon grease. <laughs> you know how to achieve that? More bacon. So I just put more bacon in it. Yeah. Next thing you know, the sauce is dynamite. That's, uh, huh. Um, I guess we're going to have to try that sometime. Yeah. It's freaking great. You can come over, I'll make it for you. Because I, I use these chickpea noodles. Oh, boy. But a specific brand. Bonsai, dude, it's better than normal pasta. Would you open it? Do you go bonsai? When I open it, I go she. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! You can also use bacon grease for like toasting bread. Yep. You know, you can use it instead of olive oil, and it and it's always better. Um, frying eggs in bacon frying grease is bacon elite. Meat. Unbelievably good. Yeah. Um, also. Toasting bread and bacon grease mm-hmm. is so amazing. Right. It's a game changer. Mm-hmm. Cooking pancakes with bacon yeah. grease. Mm-hmm. 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 Anyway, that's my thing. Dude, that's a, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a really good one. It got me stoked, man. Yeah. So let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. What made your toes wiggle? What made your mustache quiver? What made the hairs on the back of your neck go? Because <laughs> they stood up straight. What uh, what made your cuticles recede? My cuticles recede. I don't know if that happens. 
That's just so weird. I'm just not as good at this part. I don't know. That would make me laugh. But <laughs> what made you what made you happy this week? Such a strange things. <laughs> what made your hairline not recede? Wow. I've always kind of had this thing going on, you know. It's just yeah. uh, my hair's thinning out, and I'm way too young for that to happen. Yeah. Whatever. I'm getting butt hair. Dude, so. I've been getting butt hair since I was 12. Same. Um, <laughs> yeah, what made me... Yeah, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Blisters. Oh, interesting. I bet I know why. Blisters on the hands. No, I. it's not just because of the work, like the yard work. I thought you were going to say, because it means good work. But, it, it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I thought so you I'm were going right. to say, talking about like the garden and everything. Oh, no, no, no. It's yeah, because no, it just having means blisters good work. is awesome. Exactly. It's a, it's a callback. It's a throwback to really good yeah. work um like you put in some good time and you know for guys like you and i it's especially important because we have little weenie jobs where yeah. we just type on the computer all day and we're inside you know and everyone thinks they're way more important than they are yeah yeah i got a white collar job with a degree but my hands are really soft I've got dead. i have so much <laughs> dead and my hands are soft I, I brushed up against uh, a piece of plaster, and I, I sliced them right open. I scraped my knee. I skinned my knee. That's what people in our job say. They say skinned instead of scrape <laughs> Skin. or cut. <laughs> so, yeah, dude, blisters and just general uh, sores. I'm going to go ahead and say hand sores from, like, doing work, but oh, blisters yeah. especially. That's like, you know, you, you did some good work when you got some blisters, right? Yeah. Um, you and, know that you know that you've done consistent good work when you've got calluses. Oh yeah, that's the thing. That is the that's the goal. That's what you really to want. build up to the callus. Yeah. Um, but you know, when I'm finding myself typing, doing work, I look down. I'm like, ah, it's kind of uncomfortable. You know, I'm like, that's that's my blister. Yeah. It feels good. It's you a know, good kind of pain. It's kind of like the pain that you feel when you work out, and you're you've you're getting there, right? Yeah. You're like, oh, this is getting tough. I'm it's getting, a good pain. I'm so pumped. I'm I'm getting I'm pumped because I'm getting pumped because I'm pumping. I like to for an hour every night before I go to bed, rub each hand on sandpaper, <laughs> just to get some calluses to make it look like I've to make it look like you were very manly. Uh, I was uh, screwing in a, a screw and a piece of lumber this last weekend, nice. and I caught my thumb uh, between the bit and it. <laughs> it was not comfortable. Yeah, it's not pleasant. It just like chewed up a piece of skin, and it was like an instant like ah, that does not feel great. Blood, you know, obviously, and I was like annoyed because I had smashed my other hand <laughs> in two different places, and I was like, they were like fresh, you know, and then this one was fresh, and I'm just like, gosh dang it! That's when you just like, can I up. not just like, <laughs> can I not cut myself? In, in like, what world? Yeah, what right. does it mean? And like, blisters are good, but. The hand sore kind of thing, I'm just going to go ahead and say it's super annoying because you, you, we use our hands for literally everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, to get just cut up yeah. isn't that fun. You know what's a great That's way? That's kind of just negligence of hand tool usage, you know, proper hand tool usage. Yeah, that wasn't really, like, I was working so hard. Yeah, it was, it was like, just like, check out my not, thumb. I was not paying attention. <laughs> check it out. I was working so hard, I nail gun through my hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> that happened to my dad one time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It like he like, nailed his. It was like through the, what's that? That really fleshy. Oh yeah. Between your pointer and yeah, thumb. yeah. And he was just like two, 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 because he used to work on construction uh-huh. when he was in college. Like he was a framer. And he was yeah. He was like really freaking good. Yeah. I mean, he did it for years. Yeah. So he could frame up a, a wall in like no time. And yeah, dude. One time he said he said it only happened once, which is impressive when you're going that fast. Well, I'm sure it. It once is all it takes. Yeah, he he, he said he slowed down a little bit. After right. <laughs> oh yeah, my god! So I Blah. I stabbed myself there uh, when I was opening a, our baby gate for Cleo. Mm. Uh, it was like all twist tied up, and I had this a pocket knife. Absolutely used it improperly. Right. <laughs> you have really bad like hand tool skills. I just, you know, this is two times that I have, I'm, I'm saying two times that I have injured myself with hand tools. That's it. In my whole existence. Uh, yeah. And it slipped off and I, I like straight up stabbed myself in that, in that, whatever that part of your hands called. And it was, that was probably like, it's really miserable. That was painful. Yeah. yeah. It's really miserable. And, and it took forever to heal. 
And then it's like when you go to put a seatbelt on. Oh, it's it's everything that you yeah horrible yeah oh my gosh and so. uh, like it got into like the muscle too it wasn't just like the skin like I poked in you know yeah and it was a <laughs> it was a blunt tip knife like the knife that, that particular knife I was using the tip broke off of it yeah prior to this happening so it was even worse <laughs> it was like a stabbing with a oh Ow. my gosh <laughs> but anyways yeah blisters man that's crazy yep I. I don't know why this made me think of this, but you know what I saw in the church basement the other day? What? Right next to Dan and Brian's office, Mm -hmm. who are our elders, Mm -hmm. was one of those uh, home gym things that you put in your door frame. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Like the pull-up bar? Yeah, yeah, the pull-up bar. I want to hear from you, who do you think it's for? Brian. Really? Yeah. I think it's for Dan. Nah. I... I don't know, maybe. Who would I rather see using it? Brian. What if it's like for <laughs> neither and it's just Kevin? Kevin Love comes in there. He's like, oh, we got a 30-minute elders meeting? <laughs> Let me do 100 one-arm pull-ups for <laughs> while we're talking. <laughs> yes, so anyways, I was just thinking about the school. <laughs> <laughs> he like has a one-arm lock-off the entire <laughs> meeting. Just holding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if like Kevin is super keen on working out, but he looks like he works out often. He looks like he's yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I do think it's for Dan though. If I had to put money on it. Maybe we'll find out after they hear this. Let's be honest, they're probably not gonna listen. Yeah, if they if they listen, they're not gonna get this far into it. <laughs> I'm because Dan was saying last night, like, oh, anything I see that's over, what was it, like thirty minutes? Or he sees an hour and he's like he's Now like, I have to really wanna yeah, listen to I have that to one. really wanna But then, you know, Dan Buddy, your Wilderness Warrior podcast often goes up to an hour, if not long. longer. It's a little so, long. I'm just saying. Maybe uh, practice what you preach, preacher. Like, I listened to y'all's episode about mushroom hunting, okay? I didn't so. listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> I was hand on my heart right now. That's not for me. I'm not going to listen to it. It was it was actually kind of interesting. But I'm anyways, sure it's super interesting. Um, I'm just throwing that out there. It was about freaking mushrooms. Hey, quick plug for Wilderness Warrior podcast. Eric and Dan, we love those guys. Dan's our pastor. Yep, Eric Kahn and Dan Burkholder have Eric a great Kahn's podcast a called The Wilderness Warrior Podcast. Wilderness Warrior. Also, pl- I guess, plug for Hardman Podcast, which is Eric's other project. Right, uh, which he started in 2020, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah both of great them are great. Stuff. Um, one, it, well, both are great content for men. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. And honestly, I think great content for wives, too, as long as you're not passive-aggressively then... Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> projecting husband, these ideals. Uh, hey, maybe you should act like this. Yeah, just get him to listen to the podcast. Why don't you go mushroom hunting? <laughs> don't be going telling your husbands that, babe. If you don't babe. get mushrooms for me, they also have uh, respective websites for each of the, yeah. the podcasts. Some merch on there, merch. some t-shirts, some pint glasses. Some I, I gotta know, say, man, the wilderness warrior t-shirt. I like really want to get one, dude. I got one. Yeah, I got like the. And it's like a. Did you get the green uh, one? Yeah, it's the like the olive? green, the olive green with the orange logo. See, I think that's a pretty cool scheme. I do too, because a lot of people I've I've seen have gotten the black with the orange or, or the, the green, green with the black, and yeah. I'm like, nah, man, give me the green and the and the orange. Let's I haven't seen anybody. Bright. Let's do it. Bright, side. bright for the bright side podcast. For the bright side. Anyway, so now that we plug them, them uh, they'll probably plug us, you know, in like all future episodes. That if they, they do. don't, they're dead to me. <laughs> I'm unsubscribing if they don't. Yeah. Um. Hey, speaking of subscribing, if you like this show, smash that subscribe <laughs> button and <laughs> please leave a five star review because apparently it helps. Yeah, I according guess. to other podcasts, it helps. Go show it to your fam members, your friends, your acquaintances, people you don't know. Share it around. Yeah. I don't know. Do whatever you got to do. Get po- post it. Get posty. Um, hey, should we go into a final Let's word? Let's go to a final word, which I believe Ben has the final word. I do have. And since we already gave a plug for Dan and Eric, I think that we can just skip the second ad. I'm not feeling that generous today. Yeah, no. So how about we just go right into it? All right, yeah. Let's get into this piece. Uh, the final word today comes from... Let's get serious now. The final word today comes from Revelation 22. Versus, why, did you, why did you look at me like that and say that? Because... It's time to get serious. <laughs> Maybe Re- uncomfortable. Revelation 22, <laughs> verses 1 through 3. <laughs> then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb through the middle of the street of the city. 
Also on either side of the river, the tree of life with its 12 kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads, and night will be no more. They will need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, all right, gang. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Yeah. And remember, uh, go forth and crush serpents with a smile. See you guys next time.